have reached your destination. Welcome to the Red Hot Chili Prepper podcast. This is episode number 39. I'm Suzanne Sherman. Jeff Johnson's joining me today. We're going to be talking about evacuation strategies for wildfires. You can listen to us on Anchor FM. From there, they will direct you to Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, to name a few. You can also support our show directly from Anchor FM. You can follow our pages on Facebook, Suzanne Sherman's The Wasatch Report Radio Show, if you're interested in our take on current events. But the Red Hot Chili Prepper page will focus entirely on preparedness and self-reliance. You can reach us by contacting me through my webpage, SuzanneCSherman.com. From there, we can also find my blogs as well as published articles. We have a suggested reading page as well. And if you use our Amazon affiliate link, that is a way to help us. You can get some quality reading material at no extra cost to you. Speaking of suggested reading, the Lost Frontier Handbook is available in the physical printed copy. If you go to lostfrontierhandbook.com, you can take advantage of numerous offers for bonus material. Please check that out. The Lost Frontier Handbook. Learn the ways of the pioneers. It is your ultimate guide to self-reliance. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. I was ready to do the show today and looking forward to it. Same here. I have some news. We've had a fire going on out here in a place called Parley's Canyon, and that's a stretch of Interstate 80 that goes that connects the areas of Park City and Salt Lake in Utah. And recently we've had a fire called the Parley's Canyon Fire. About 6,000 homes were at risk. There were evacuations. Some businesses had to shut down. And Jeff, we've talked about evacuation strategies before, but there was some, something a little bit unique to this situation here. You know, t- typically when we talk about evacuation, one of the aspects we focus on is find alternative routes for where you need to go. But as I looked at this fire here and where it was, some people, you know, you can be a contrarian like me that doesn't like to do something the government tells them to. You know, we have to weigh some of our self-reliant, maybe contrarian, and uh, th- those kind of opinions when we're told to do something by government officials with the number one rule of survival, which is to get out of harm's way. When you're told to evacuate, when it's something with regards to a, a wildfire, you need to really take that seriously. One of the things we talk about is always be able to find an alternative route to where you're going. And Jeff, if you look at the map, I thought maybe at first this was an instance of arson because you could see, I think, four different spots where this fire started along Interstate 80. And I thought maybe somebody was throwing some incendiary devices out the window, but it turned out it was started from a faulty catalytic converter. So be that as it may, this is a canyon. It's going through a mountain pass. The hills are steep. We had very strong wind conditions, very low relative humidity. We've been having an ongoing drought. So the conditions are ripe for a wildfire to take off. Under a circumstance like that, you don't have a lot of time to prepare if you're not ready yet. We've always talked about the alternative routes. There really aren't any in a situation like this. We've seen, Jeff, we've seen the footage from these wildfires in California. Even when there are alternative routes, the fire spreads so rapidly, people are getting caught up in the traffic, congested neighborhoods. They either procrastinated or 
They just couldn't get out soon enough. And then they're driving down some roads that are just engulfed in flames, creating a very dangerous situation. If you try to find an alternative route on the situation, you're going to end up in just residential neighborhoods. It's like a maze going through these housing developments along this area. And you're going to get caught up either in the fire or in traffic. This is an example of why we need to get out of there as quickly as possible. Jeff, you were a firefighter once upon a time. What's your take on this? Well, you have to be prepared ahead of time, no matter what you do, whether it's for evacuation or preparing your home for it. We were discussing the other night when we were preparing for this show that you uh, really needed to have your house set up ahead of time so that you pull all the flammable materials, all that brush and anything else that would cause your house to be in danger. You need to have that all cleared out beforehand. The day of the fire is not the day to start being doing that. I mean, you really need, if, if it's the day of the fire, you need to be getting out if that's what they're telling you to do. Uh, you don't need to be trying to clear off brush. At that point, you've waited too long. You haven't prepared. But the big thing is just get your house ready. And there, there's other things you can do. Uh, with your house, if you have the uh, funds to do it, you might be able to put a metal roof on because then when the embers fall on the metal roof, you, they're not going to combust with the ha the shingles on the roof and you could save your house that way. There's also terracotta tiles. There's all manner of different ones that are out there now that are fireproof. I mean, metal's just not going to burn. So, you know, there's other things you can do to get your house ready, but being prepared is the big thing. Now, when you were talking about this evacuation, I thought back to my childhood living on Long Beach Island. There was one bridge off that island. So if there was a hurricane coming and everyone's trying to leave, especially if it's in the end of summer and there's lots of people on the island, you're going to get you're getting hundreds of thousands of people trying to cross one bridge. So you got to think a little bit ahead to get out of there. Well, and, and the thing that's so daunting about a wildfire is you are at risk of losing everything. And this one, the situation here was exacerbated because the good news is we have a storm coming in. It's been raining all night now, but the bad news is there was also a storm coming in. So they were had they had to also take into consideration this is an area where flash floods can occur on a regular basis. So we have a flash flood, flood, beg your pardon, and a red flag warning in effect. And that was on Tuesday. As of today, which is Wednesday, the rain must have put out the fire because you know how it smells, Jeff, when a fire's just been put out. We're smelling that here. As of yesterday, all the evacuation orders were lifted. It can be very daunting to have to plan from the beginning and make a list of what you're trying to get out on a moment's notice. So the key to this, as you said, Jeff, is always to have a plan. Also, getting back to what you said about having an area clear around you, I've done that here. I have always kept the grass short around my place. I try to have a barrier. I do live surrounded by fields, so the grass can get tall there if the cattle or livestock don't graze that grass down. Thank goodness that rain came for us, so we didn't have to worry about it. But let's think about trying to come up with a plan so you can have your evacuation be seamless and get away with the things you need. We're going to pick this apart a little bit after we take a break to talk about our friends over at Anchor FM. I'll just watch you walk away. 
Music for this program has been brought to you by Roxanne, courtesy of Rat Pack Records. Radio Silence is the album and is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, RatPackRecordsAmerica.com, and RoxanneBand.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Red Hot Chili Prepper Podcast. Jeff and I thought we'd do a quick show today in response to the wildfire that took place in Parley's Canyon out here near Park City over this past week. And one of the things we're focusing on is the lack of alternative routes available if you're trying to make an escape during an evacuation in a situation like this. The key here is to not try and avoid some of the main roads, if you're not familiar with the area, there are a lot of tourists in here and you can really get lost. These developments are literally mazes that run through the community, lots of dead ends. If you are renting a house in that area, you're not familiar with the area, do know the quickest way to get out because oftentimes there's going to get to, there's one way to get down Interstate 80, which is the main way to escape the wildfire area. So know the route ahead. Don't try and get fancy. Take the most direct way there. It's very daunting to think about what you're going to need in the event that you're facing a total loss of your dwelling and all the contents therein. If you have some heirloom items that you know you will be devastated if you lose, these are items that have high sentimental value, maybe low monetary value. Have them available. Have them ready to go if you live in an area where wildfires are common, like they are where we are here. Make sure that you have copies of your important documents ready to go and in the folder. I do not advise taking items that are very valuable with you because you, if you do have to end up in a shelter, uh, if you leave them in your car, they could be stolen. They could be stolen or misplaced in a shelter. The Red Cross Center set up a shelter out here at the high school. And what was really cool was they even allowed RV parking out there. So ideally, if you can evacuate in a motorhome, a camper, anything that you can take your dwelling with you. I have my RV always gassed up with supplies ready to go. Then you can keep your valuable items with you at all times, and then they will not be as at risk for being stolen. Always assume that you will have to get out. The thing with the wildfire is you do have some time to prepare, so not a lot. So if you did escape this fire or one in your area without anything serious happening, don't sit on your laurels and be grateful that you are able to skate by on this one because another one will always be coming around. So start learning from this experience and plan for the next time. 
this is just a quick show on that topic. Jeff, what else did you want to add? Well, I want to go back to what you said about having your camper or your RV set up. This is another reason why that is a good thing is because if you are at one of these centers where they're sending up for evacuees, if you're in the side, the gym or whatever with, uh, you know, 500, 600 other people, you have no privacy. You have, you know, you may not have the food you want. The whole point of having that uh, camper or RV is now you stay in the car, uh, camper or RV. You have your food. You cook your own food. You have privacy and you have your own facilities. As long as you have it filled with water, you can take showers in there and you have your toilet in there. Afterwards, you're going to have to go find a place to dump all this, but at least you have some privacy and you have some security. And that's the second thing. Inside there with 500 people, security is at somebody else's uh, pleasure. It's not at your pleasure. If you have an RV or camper, that's a great thing for these evacuations. Use that to your benefit. You know, that was a point that I wanted to make as well. When you think about security, think about what happened at Hurricane Katrina, you know, in that big stadium there. Now, we know that we're talking about wildfires. But once again, once you get into one of these facilities, most of them now, they know you'll have to wear a mask. Fine. We know we're in an emergency situation. Uh, you won't be able to bring your pets to most of these. Wait till they might require testing for certain, you know, pathogens at this point you are going to also not be able to be, bring the means to defend yourself in there. Firearms aren't allowed. No kinds of weapons are allowed. You won't be able to bring a knife. You can keep all this with you in your RV or camper, whatever you bring. If your dwelling is on wheels and you can take that with you, you pretty much have the security, your pets, your ability to protect yourself with you. You're vul very vulnerable if you end up in a shelter. Ending up in a shelter, though, is better than staying in a home. But again, if you can avoid a shelter, Jeff, how can we do that? Have a plan with some friends. I told my friends, hey, if you're down there, come on up to my place. Don't even ask, just show up. Have a place that you know you can get to, a place that you've agreed upon with friends or family ahead of time so you have a place to go. While we appreciate those that make the shelters available, optimally, if you can avoid doing so, please consider doing that. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. God bless you.